Figuring out what you can actually qualify for when it comes to grants, schemes, and concessions typically makes the eyes of first-home buyers glaze over pretty much straight away. Today, we're going to dig deep into what's out there. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the First Homeowner Concierge Podcast, where our sole target is to get you into your first home. Now on to today's topic. First off, I'm really sorry if you're not in Victoria because today I'm just going to talk about what's available here in Vic. The various grants, schemes, concessions vary from state to state, so it would just take forever for me to get over everything in the one podcast. If you need any help with, with anything, if you're interstate, just let us know via direct message and we'll be happy to help out where we can. Now, before we go deep into the reads, let's just address all the different schemes that are available so you've got an idea about what we're going to go into from the start. There's a few different ones, six that I can think of, which is your first home buyer stamp duty concession, your first homeowner grant, your first home loan deposit scheme, your new home grant, your first home super saver scheme, and your home buyer fund. As you can see, there is a never-ending amount of things with confusing terms and also the abbreviations attached to them, which I haven't gone into, and it's super confusing. With the FHLDS, we've already provided an update in the previous episode, so we won't talk about that too much today. So let's get into it. Let's start with the first homeowner grant. I'm going to start with the first homeowner grant because it harks back all the way to the year. 2000, the year when all these first homeowner grants and schemes and concessions really started kicking into overdrive. Ah, those were the days. The Sydney Olympics, the only good Matrix movie, and old Johnny Howard introducing the first homeowner grant. It was originally sold as a great scheme to get first home buyers into the market. At that stage, we had rocky economic times. We were scared of the Y2K bug at the end of 1999, and then we had the dot-com bubble implode on us. The FOG was one of those initiatives that was meant to buy votes. The government's got your back, that sort of thing. Anyway, fast forward 20 years, increase the house prices by three or 400%, implement a myriad of different schemes to essentially do the same things, and you get to where we are right now in 2022. The FOG has changed a lot over the last 22 years. Let me just explain what it means now. If you're buying something that's new, or you're building then you can qualify if you're a first home buyer. If you're in Metro Melbourne, you get $10,000. And if you're in Vic Country, then you can actually qualify for a $20,000 grant. There are a few things you can and can't do, but obviously if it's a standard purchase or a build, you'll be fine. The next one I want to chat about is the first home buyer stamp duty concession. This one is pretty basic. If you purchase under $600,000, then the stamp duty fees are not charged. When you're buying just land, so you're buying land and you're going to build later on, it's important to know that the stamp duty is only charged on the land value. This is a big lift up for first home buyers because stamp duty is about 5% if you're paying the full lot. So from a minimum deposit of 5%, normally, if you had to pay another 5% in stamp duty, you're actually doubling the amount of the deposit you need. The first home loan deposit scheme, or FHLDS for short, 
We've talked about that in previous episodes along with the new home grant. I just want to touch on what the first home loan deposit scheme is because it kind of relates to another scheme that we're going to chat about later on. And then I'm just going to touch on the new home grant and how it's a little bit different, but almost the same. So the first home loan deposit scheme is a scheme that's brought out by the federal government. And basically what they do is they go guarantor on your loan if you get a spot on the scheme. What this does is allow you to qualify for a loan much better, but also helps you save in mortgage insurance and your interest rate will probably be lower as well if you've got access to the scheme. Now, the thing with the scheme is they only put out 10,000 spots at once for established property. Again, if you want to learn more, go back to the last episode and have a listen. It only goes for five or 10 minutes, so it's short, clear, and concise. The new home grant is basically the same. When they first bought out the first home loan deposit scheme, it wasn't just for established property. It was for established property and new homes. The government decided to change this and have a separate grant known as the new home grant. It operates almost the same as the FHLDS. They've just divided the two schemes between established property and new properties. What's important to know about the new home grant is actually when you purchase the land, if the land is not titled, which means if the state revenue office hasn't approved the actual block of land, then that may take quite a long time for the property to actually title. Why is this the problem? Because if you qualify for a spot on the new home grant, you've only got a particular period of time before that spot expires. So that is the main takeaway. And you really need to be careful with how you do this because you could get your spot on the grant and then think you're all hunky-dory, go and buy something, but you end up buying the wrong block of land. That could be a real killer. The first home super saver. What is the first home super saver? Even, even I asked this question a year after it came out. Honestly, I've had no first home buyers use this. That's how rare it is. I've had a couple of potential customers that I've run into over the course actively using it, but it is pretty rare. So short for all these things have abbreviations. This one's abbreviation is FHSS, first time super saver, pretty standard. So it's pretty self-explanatory when you think about it. You can make FHSS contributions using a salary sacrifice. That's done through your employer. Basically, when you're making a salary sacrifice, it means you're putting that money away inside of your super so it can't be touched unless you're pulling that money out for the purpose of buying your first home. The benefit here is that when you're using salary sacrifice, you're not paying tax on that money. So if you had to just let that money come out as wages and then put it away for your own property, the government would take their income tax. So you would actually be saving less. You can also make tax deductible super contributions yourself or non-concessional, which is, um, after-tax contributions as well. The reason why I think no first-home buyers have used this, and it's come out in 2017, so we've had a good five years of, of this program running, is that it provides massive uncertainty. I think most people are confused by super in the first place, and the main thing first-home buyers come across is well, if it's stuck in super, I can't access it in case I need something. So, for example, if your car breaks down or if 
you know, whatever happens, you might get sick or whatever. You might need to go overseas to see family is a common one. You can't actually access that money. The only way you can access it out of your super is if you are using it to purchase your first home. So I think that's the major drawback. Otherwise, if you're looking at it in theory, which is I'm sure how the government were trying to look at it when they created the fund, it, it works well. The next one I want to talk about is the home buyer fund. It's another one that most of you won't know. It actually was a scheme set up by the Victorian government in which they contribute up to 25% of the purchase of your first home. Now, this was another one of those stimulus from the pandemic schemes. It is very similar to the first home loan deposit scheme. And that's why I mentioned that previously. Like all the other schemes, there are several qualifying factors to this. The main one being you need to have saved 5% of the purchase price for your deposit. This is similar to the FHLDS. And if you qualify for both, you can actually only choose one of them. The benefit this has over the FHLDS is that once you go over the purchase price of 600000 for an established property, then you have to start paying stamp duty on top of your 5% deposit. The higher you go over 600000 the higher the stamp duty. For example, for a purchase of 650000 as a first homeowner, you would have to fork out an additional $12,000 just to pay the stamp duty. The home buyer fund therefore has an increased benefit if you want to go higher than 600000 In other words, you have to save less deposit once you go over the $600,000 price range. If you've made it this far, honestly, congratulations. Before we close this out, I'd like to leave you with three takeaways. Number one, don't worry about information overload. As I've said before, even this stuff is confusing for a veteran mortgage broker to figure out this stuff as it changes very, very often. This leads me on to takeaway number two. This stuff is too confusing to work out yourself. That's why you need a good mortgage broker as they will do the homework to see what you can possibly have access to and help you through till settlement. Takeaway number three, start at the earliest possible stage. Start before you think you're ready because it may turn out that you can access or do something sooner than what you think. If you need help or have any questions, then please get in contact with us. Likewise, if you have feedback, I do these podcasts as an educational series for my first home buyer clients. So all feedback would be welcome because it would help me improve my service to my clients. Again, if you need help with a home loan or your first home buyer, please get in touch. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the First Homeowner Concierge Podcast. If you've got any questions or you would like to get into your own home or you just want to stalk me online, you can search Will Bell Mortgage Broker on either Google or Facebook.